but not for nothing. And I'm, I'm going to cut what I said previously out. I'm going to cut that out because I don't want any problems with any algorithms or anything like that, but not for nothing. I can completely understand the, I guess you could say fake or the tribal adjacent kind of state of mind with that only because whenever I hear something on the news, uh-huh. like a shooting or anything like that, yeah. the first thing I want to know is if that person's black. And <laughs> yeah. the reason why is because if they're not black, then it's like, okay, cool. Like, man, it's nothing to do with us. It's tragic that it happened, but it's like, okay, that's not a state yeah, we didn't on us. Need that. <laughs> Even though, like, I know we're not a monolith, and I know that everyone's different, and people are going to be people, and yada yada yada. Yeah, but unfortunately, but it's still, yeah, 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 and it's still like, okay, I don't want my team doing that. So <laughs> yeah. I can see a world where you're like, okay, could have been our team, but not quite our team, kind of thing. So there's that, and and. So we're not gonna say what we were talking about. No, 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 no. We're just, we're just, we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go. We're just gonna go. But I can also fully understand how stupid testosterone makes people, and I say that because (laughs) everything stupid that I do, everything impulsive, everything aggressive, easily is because of testosterone. Yeah, attributed to that. Everything, everything. (laughs) So there you have it. It's something as simple as just, you know wanting someone mm-hmm. you know it's just I, I i said it before it's like oh my, it's like my dick's lying to me kind of thing you yeah know? even though i know it's more than just that when it comes to testosterone but it's that type of behavior mm-hmm. or the, the conquering or just wanting to walk around and you know be big and bad and think you know oh just it, this could be the moment where i gotta scrap and you know i gotta yeah, show my shit. chest and yada 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 dumb stuff now so, some of that some of that my cheese i think has to do with being a light-skinned black dude that has a prettier face like i feel like i feel like the world has shown me that i have a face that people want to hit <laughs> yeah and so i have to like kind of be yeah. tough like if if blacks were dogs i'm easily a golden doodle like i'm <laughs> not I, I am not like scaring <laughs> anybody I, in all honesty white people have never crossed the street when i was walking ever it's always like a hey hey brother like i get that hey brother so like at like a gold like even if i just show my teeth like if a golden doodle shows his yeah, teeth you know like, oh that's cute right you think you're just one good like <laughs> yeah. hey buddy yeah. slide back my hand away from like getting back in his good graces yeah. and they're probably right and that's that's me so it's yeah, i like that i'm yeah i'm uh i have to be like uh, you know because i'm i'm but you have a very serious face. Yeah, but I don't think people really take it as serious. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Or serious, but not threatening. Well, I want to be threatening. You do. You I have, but more, you have a mean face. I want to be more threatening. Okay. Like I want to be dark skin, you know, black guy kind of threatening. Like I, I at least want whites to feel like they might have to cross the street or like clutch <laughs> their purse a little bit. But no, it, with me, it's like, oh, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the food's warm, you know. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, can I touch your hair? Oh, like God. I f- I feel like a like a dark skinned black dude. We never get that. But me, it's you know, it's yeah. It's fair I game. could see that. So it's, it's all love, you know. But can't have it all, right? All right, let's intro this before we get 
before we get too lost. Yeah. What's up, people? And welcome to another episode of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast with Nathan Mitchell and Christina. Hey. And today we are going over rule number two from the book Eight Rules of Love by Jay Shetty. If you have not picked up the book yet, let it be your next read. Yeah. If you can't read, let it be your next listen. Get the audio version, whatever it is. Uh, I think this can easily be what if you can't read some people can't read okay okay how about this if you prefer okay that sounds a little not better to read <laughs> then let this be your next listen i promise you it's a game changer and uh just like we said in the last episode we're not really going to break down the full rule number two we are just going to kind of go over things that uh spoke to us yeah. so there's a lot a lot a lot a lot in this book we can't say it enough and so yeah. I'm sure every person that reads this book is going to have something that sticks out more to them. Even when For you sure. and I talk about it, it's that resonated with you, this resonated mm -hmm. with me and yada, yada, yada. And it was like, oh, OK, OK, I can see that. So, yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to get into the dumb shit <laughs> because a lot of so much stuff has been happening. Like even if talking about the whole tribalism thing. Since the last episode, I maybe it happened before the last episode. I I, I can't quite remember or, or sometime around it, but just and we're not going to stay on this topic. But uh, just how white and black still plays a big role in the U.S. It's not going to go anywhere, and and I'm actually kind of liking it, <laughs> like more and more and more. What do you mean? Just with the just with the whole college, the women's college basketball thing with the oh yeah with the whole you know, showing yeah. off and and when the white woman did it, she's this, you know, which there was so she's much a swag and she has yada, yada, yada. But then when a black girl turned around and did it next and now she's a, you know, yeah. a, a thug and boom, boom, pow. And yes, there's more context to it. But but even the draw of that game, you mm -hmm. know, it wasn't because they were women playing basketball. It, we have a history of not really giving a shit about <laughs> women's, <laughs> women's sports. sports even women's basketball mm -hmm. but i but i don't want to take away the talent for the from these two young women that did make this a big draw but i'm willing 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 to bet that if it wasn't a damn near all white girl school versus a all right like, no, one school, no one would have cared no one would have cared yeah i but, agree but it creates this thing and and even boxing is the same way you know you can have two phenomenal boxers but if it just so happens to be one is black and one is white you mm -hmm. know it's like this it's a bigger deal it's a it's a bigger deal and it's entertaining <laughs> yeah it's entertaining and it's and yeah because people love teams right as long as there's no racism involved like yeah. i don't I, I i'm i'm all for it but this idea of just splitting the country between white versus black and who's the better and who's doing this and who's doing that it, there there is some fun to it and I, I, I would imagine everywhere you go across the world, even when you're somewhere where everyone pretty much looks the same, I would imagine that there's still some sort of division somehow, the haves, the have-nots versus yeah. the blonde hairs versus the brown hairs or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. We just happen to have something that's completely obvious that <laughs> then yeah. also creates a completely different culture, a completely yeah. different lifestyle where it's deeper than just the color of the skin. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. usually more to it than that but um i do not promote racism i do not think that that's okay but i do like a little yeah bit it was of, coming across like you you said racism racism is fun 
and entertaining. <laughs> oh, I said that at first. No, I'm, I'm just saying. That? I'm just saying. No, no, no. I was, I was saying. Yeah. I was saying. I, I like the tribalism. No, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not the, not the racism. <laughs> Yikes. Maybe it is a little fun. You know what I'm saying? You stay on your side of the of the tracks. I stay on mine, and we'll, you know, we'll we'll, we'll keep it funky. But um, yeah, yeah. There's that. But we also have this one, and I guess this could be like a little tribalism thing too, right? That dermatologist in California, her Did name. Did this just happen? So, so I want to say this happened back in August. Okay. But she so, was just recently charged okay. with the um, the charges for poisoning. I, I'm not sure exactly what they were. I know okay. one was like domestic violence or something like that. Or, I, either way it goes. For those of you who are not familiar, the there is a dermatologist in California. She is actually married to another doctor i can't remember what he was i don't know if he's a dermatologist or not but okay. it seemed like these were very very successful couple her name is i i don't know exactly how to pronounce it but it looks like it's you you her first name is y u e last name is y u so okay. maybe you you i i like it okay yeah I, i'm but with aka it. emily <laughs> which i i hate that I just wish I just wish we would be accepting enough to allow Asians or wherever you're from just just use your name use and then your we name. figure it out. I know. We we let we let blacks Okay, but the other side, the other side would be they probably get tired of people mispronouncing and being you How is do you easy. Say if it's that? you I'm she's a bad example mm -hmm. because that that could be an easy one, but there's some that are not. So I could see how someone would be like, you know what, just call me this because Emily. you're butchering my shit. I'm having to explain myself everywhere I go. It's annoying. Like, how do I spell that? How do you pronounce? Yeah, I could see how for them they don't want to deal with it. Listen, more than making things easier on us. This is a dermatologist. <laughs> you call me by my name. Yeah, where are you gonna go? <laughs> Isn't dermatology like a super small field? Yeah, it it's is. like really hard yeah, to, yeah. to get. In. Like, yeah. I, I I earned this shit. I'm you, you, yeah. and I'm, I'm. Imagine I'm saying that right. I don't yeah. know. I could be, I could be yeah. fucking it all up. You could. I could. I, I probably am. <laughs> <laughs> I probably am. But I, you would think at some point he would just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm me, and I'm, I'm running with this. I'm not Emily. Yeah. Got you it. know. But uh, whatever. I get it. I understand it. Just call me Ben, even though it's whatever. And I, 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 I think it's more of that than anything. Yeah, because at the end of the day, what do you care? What do you care? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you're not in Asia. I mean, so, I mean, California as a dermatologist, call me whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As long as I can get to walk these streets, I'm cool. Right. Anyway, this dermatologist is being uh, uh, charged with poisoning, allegedly poisoning her husband. Her husband stated that he noticed that there was a funny taste in his lemonade. So he set up a camera to figure out what was going on with this lemonade that he was getting. He caught her on camera multiple times putting Drano, some sort of liquid, mm -hmm. you know, whatever stuff, in his lemonade in attempts to poison him and I'm guessing kill him. Again, this is all alleged. She hasn't been found guilty. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want to say her arraignment's on the 18th, so it's right around the corner. And it appears that she's pleading not guilty. 
The reason why she's pleading not guilty, even though she was caught on camera putting Drano inside of the lemonade, she's saying that all this shit is a setup and that her husband <laughs> actually has been talking about not wanting to be with her for a while now. And he is trying to basically shit on her character, shit on her name by by lying and saying that the lemonade or the Drano inside the lemonade was used to serve him when it was actually supposedly used as a trap to kill ants. They that had, they both were on the same said, page about. Yeah, supposedly. yeah. I think they had like an ant or an insect problem, if, if I remember this correctly. And uh, the idea was to attract the ants with something sweet like lemonade, which, you know, they'll be all over it. Mm -hmm. And then, haha, joke's on you. It's actually Drano inside of it and you're going to die. Yeah. Which sounds like... I was like, really, listen, I, I, sounds, that's a pretty good listen when you because i was like what do you mean i set up how and then when you told me i was like okay damn that's pretty good <laughs> if it's a lie it's pretty good now now if you're a crazy bitch and I, I, again this is all alleged if you're a crazy bitch and you want to kill your husband and you're now being brought up on charges it it would be in your best interest to come up with a story to yeah. back your shit up and 100%. she's clearly a, a brilliant woman. Right. Right? And so My whole thing is is like how much fucking funny tasting lemonade was he willing to drink? I I call bullshit too. Well, it it was well clearly not enough to kill him, but right. but enough where he's like, "Wait a minute. What the fuck? Is this bitch trying to kill me? Let me set this camera up." And then he sets the camera up and then catches her dumping Wait drink. a minute. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and so she tried it multiple times. So it uh, from what I read, he caught her on camera and multiple times. I also times feel like, it. okay, if she's a, assuming a very smart woman, wouldn't she find a better way than Drano and lemonade? Do you know what I mean? Maybe, but, but isn't when, there when better it, ways to poison? But also, when you find a better way to kill ants, if you're both dermatologists, or if you're both doctors, they have money. The only thing is that they're Asian, so maybe they're a bit frugal. I don't know. But <laughs> if you have an ant problem, we had an ant problem, and we handled it. Yeah, but we didn't. Not we, with lemonade and Drano, but and Drano, still, but my we, point is, people, you know, are resourceful. But we held it with a legit <laughs> insect killing yeah. thing. Because it happened to work. If it didn't, maybe we would have resolved no, it Drano and No, we lemonade. also pay a bug guy to come out to the house, <laughs> right. and we pay him every three months <laughs> yeah. to come out and spray down the house because yeah. we're not fucking peasants. So there's that. <laughs> so, no, we would have just called him, and he would have been over there, and we would have just paid him, and it would have yeah. been done. I just feel like... Drano and lemonade sounds like a stupid thing to do. Mm. To try to poison your husband. I feel like there's better ways. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Wow. But was she so her her excuse? It's, it sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah, it, does it sound sounds really good. good. I, I and this is this is where I I want the people to first of all, I want you all to read the story. Don't take our word for it because we're just we're just spitballing here. But but this would be a, a good I I want I wish that they had a poll for this if they don't mm -hmm. and see where everyone yeah. sides. I would imagine women are probably going to side with her. Because she's a woman and her story seems pretty legit. Yeah. But then, but then his story yeah. <laughs> seems pretty legit. Right. You know? Yeah. So, what can you do? Oh, God. Obviously, really since August, he's filed for a divorce. I'm, I'm sure. You know, how does that work? Because 
aren't there laws that you can't testify against your spouse? Really? I for some reason maybe maybe that's just some like police have to tell you that they're police. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making all this shit up. But I think that's why you hear like uh, and I and I've heard this from drug dealers. What about with dealers. domestic things, domestic situations? Maybe 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 that um, maybe the testifying is if you all commit a crime together, you can't testify against one another. Okay. Maybe that's. Because I mean, it is. I'm thinking domestic violence, like. And I, I'm getting this from, and this is this is real nigga news right here. Like power. Okay. <laughs> so so in in the show they were talking about if you're married and you and your wife are in on some some things like that without her having witness protection or a divorce or something like that then she can't testify against you like if she gets okay. caught up with something but if you, you did something together something, maybe that's what okay it was. I okay don't know. yeah i don't know i know this isn't that <laughs> just a feelings first <laughs> yeah. facts later podcast <laughs> yeah i don't know i've never heard that all right so is that where you're, yeah that's where you're in your law information yeah, from. tv yeah, yeah duh duh <laughs> hey you're a cop you have to say you're a cop right you know you know right. that, yeah uh -huh. oh i saw it on tv so it must be real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> duh all right so next one since we're on the on the lines of uh crime so france actually passed the bill before okay. when we talked about it they were proposing, uh, proposing a bill so the bill was passed it's not in law yet so if okay. you all don't know how that works then you should go back to what fourth grade fifth grade <laughs> <laughs> well remember that like uh uh i want to say it was pbs but it was like uh the bill the bill song I don't remember. it was like a whole song and it, about how that works, yeah, the process. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't remember. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was very informative, and it, it teaches <laughs> we should kids. Look it up. That's like they they don't teach that nowadays. No, do they, they don't teach anything that you really need to know. Keep the people stupid. Like yeah. that's the way to go about it. Bread and circus. Don't teach them about bills and how you have to have Real a bill in shit. order to turn yeah. into a law. Just yeah. because you have a bill, it doesn't mean it's set in stone. Mm -hmm. But anyway, France obviously does it too, and I I, I don't know how they're. Um, government works. I don't know if it's the exact same process, but uh, they did mention that it's not um, not in law yet. But on March 30th, the bill was passed that protects basically everyone that's scrolling through any sort of social media. And it's requiring that influencers disclose whether or not they're they are using a filter in their images. So and like somewhere you have to say. You have to say that okay. I use a filter. And what? Who, for, what? Who was an influencer? I wonder how the how do they define influencer? Because every, everybody could call themselves an influencer. I and I and I think that's what it is. I think right. I think is anyone that's posting on social media. Okay. Especially if you're doing it for monetary gain, I would imagine. Okay. Right. You're going to have to disclose whether or not you're using a filter. I think that's one hundred percent the enough. way it should be. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of obvious, but I I'm guessing now that it's it's getting harder and harder and harder to tell then uh you know with 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 the newer stuff like like the one that we saw right the one right, that uh, exactly. was it TikTok was doing it yeah 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 it, it's getting right. harder and harder to tell and uh i'm i'm guessing i'm guessing and this is kind of what we were talking about that uh if you're a young woman or a young man for that matter and you don't have a solid understanding that people don't look that way and that this is done by way of filter or maybe even surgery, I, I don't know. Um, you can find yourself in a position where you're feeling insecure or inadequate sure. because you yeah. feel like you have to 
meet this bar in order to be accepted and liked by other people when really that person more than likely is already a beautiful person but that filter is now taking them to the next level or sometimes not sometimes not sometimes not but i would imagine if if you're an influencer and i'm just thinking off the top of my head if you're okay. in like the the women that i see that are quote unquote influencers the ones with the millions and millions of followers mm-hmm. they're I, i'm sh- pretty sure at their base level they're attractive women mm-hmm. at the base you know at yeah. least the bone structure or whatever it may be mm-hmm. or maybe I, I don't know shit from shit i'm just being fooled and I, i'm just <laughs> i'm just going <laughs> I, I, i'm you're being bamboozled yeah well. i'm being bamboozled too <laughs> Yeah, save me for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, so the influencers, if they do not disclose that they are using a filter, if this passes and it goes into law, they can find themselves facing up to six months in prison Damn. or a 300 euro or whatever currency they use fines, 300,000. Interesting. 300,000 something. 300,000, no one gives a fuck dollars. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? French money. Why should be worth? Why should be worth something? And it's like, oh, what is this guy now? Actually, 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 yeah. yeah. Here he is, an American trying to <laughs> say to him. And and I think we're 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 in a time where uh, everyone's basically trying to kill the U.S. dollar. Right. I was uh-huh. gonna say. So here we go. So yeah, yeah, this is me. This is me saying. You know what? Everybody else, <laughs> suck it. U.S. dollar. Go team. You know what I'm saying? Fake fake coins. Get out of here. The hell? Fake coins. <laughs> Just attacking what? everybody. Jesus. So, yeah, yeah. I I um. I I wonder how all of this is going to play out with all this AI stuff that's generating things. I haven't shown you, but they have uh, it's, it's so many different AI generated images out there. And it's of people that look very, 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 very real, right? And it, it's this is an image that you're talking they're about. images. Oh, okay. And they're creating images. The 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 AI artificial mm-hmm. intelligence is creating images of whatever you want. Okay. And they're doing a really, really good job with a lot of things. Just like they have they have porn, and of course, it always starts with porn. But they have AI generated porn that doesn't look like what you would think of like cartoon porn or like video game porn. It doesn't look like that. What does it look like? It looks like, like it looks like real people. It looks like real women. And you would never know that they weren't. And it's not of women that we know of. So it's not like you will see AI generated porn of JLo. I'm sure that there's something like that out there. I'm just using her as an example. But it'll be women that you you don't know. So it's easier for you to think that this could be an actual real I see. human okay. being. So it's not trying to look hot. like someone. Okay, no. I see. Now you can do anything you want. So you can say, I want to see whoever you want. But from what I was seeing, they would show images of what is supposed to be real women, but they're not. They're just AI generated um, photos. I'm, I'm guessing they just take from the web and whatever you say you want from this person, however you want them to look. And, so crazy. And they add in like little imperfections and things like that to, to make it look more make real. it look more real, but like still make this person look damn near flawless. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say with that being the what it is today, which this is 
newer. So that means that this is the shittiest version that we're ever going to get. Yeah. Because it's only going to get better. Better. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you did you see what I sent you from through Instagram? The music. With the music. So cool. Where they were. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it, it, it was like creepy, but really cool. Really cool. Like weird, but cool. I and was like, oh, and, and it, it sounded close. It, very, yeah, it was very close. Really good. And it's only going to get better. Yeah. It, but scarier at the I same know, time. Right. So I say all that to say with us moving in a direction where the idea of real is going to be something completely different than what we know of it as today. True. Like, what what is that even going to mean? Scary. What is it going to mean? Yeah. If, if I can listen to a song that was written and performed by Kanye West, but then it has Kendrick Lamar sounding like he's doing it. I mean, does it, does it matter? Yeah. If it sounds good enough, does it, is it well, that's I, what's scary. What's going to matter? Yeah, what's going to matter? And then, uh, this sounds like Rabbit Hole City. It yeah. sounds like, it sounds like <laughs> a real life mushroom trip without yeah. being on any mushrooms where like you really think of like what is Like real. there's no rules either. No like, rules. None. Yeah. So the filtering thing is the least of everyone's worry. Yeah. When you're talking about Mm -hmm. living in a world where you can have AI generate anything. Yeah. Right. And I, I randomly get clips. It'll be like uh, uh, the 90s Street Fighter movie if it was a, a, a 80s New York scene or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it looks really cool because it'll take those characters from the 90s Street Fighter film. Mm -hmm. And my algorithm gives me Street Fighter Mortal Kombat because I'm a big fan of Street Fighter Mortal Kombat and all that stuff. So it just gives me random stuff. Which that's the scary thing too is that they're starting to figure out like what they think you're gonna like. Like the algorithm is getting really, really good, mm -hmm. and I'm getting this random ass shit, and I and actually like enjoy it. it. Yeah, it, but it's scary because <laughs> it's, it's like I didn't yeah. ask for any of this, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's working. Yeah. It's working. But um, yeah. So and it'll, it'll be still images. I would imagine later on it's going to get a little bit better where they can actually do film, but it's still images of those characters looking like they're in a uh um. Uh, West Side Story type mm. of vibe, and it's like, oh shit, this is actually kind of cool. Yeah. And then you go down this rabbit hole of seeing, you know, what 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 else can you do? So, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds cool. It sounds so scary. Yeah. I I think I think at this point the best thing you could do is just give into it. Because what what well I guess what, what else can you what's do? What's the alternative? Yeah. <laughs> you just got to give into it. The worst thing you could do is not give into it, and then now you're fooled because yeah. you don't you're not paying enough attention. Exactly. So you don't know what's real and what's not. Right. And then you go, "Oh, Kendrick Lamar just covered <laughs> yeah. Kanye no, West's late it. registration. He did the whole thing. How how yeah. crazy is it? like? Nah, that's, no, that's actually, not real. It's not real. Actually, no. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But um. So we're, we're, we're going to go into, I guess, uh, this this article, I, I, I'll be honest, I found it interesting only because I grew up listening to his music. This is the story about Marcus Houston oh, being yes. back. I like, and what? I still can't figure out why he's you, back you in the media. You didn't find anything? No. I tried to see if he's releasing anything. I couldn't find if he was releasing anything. I did see that he released an album last year. 
But as far as why he's back in the news for this, may, maybe maybe someone just started putting it out there because it was just something to talk about. Okay. But Marcus Houston, if you don't know who he is, he was a part of the group Immature. Mm -hmm. He was Batman, mm -hmm. along with Romeo and that other guy. What what was his name? No one no one really cared about <laughs> I don't that other guy. LDB, right? Maybe I don't. Remember. I don't know. Fun fact, I found out that uh, Ty Dolla Sign was a part of Immature, but not, obviously not performing, but he did, he played the keys, he played the piano for him, and probably wrote some things and did some Look things. Look at that. Yeah, how crazy. But um, he, Marcus Houston was recently put back into the spotlight, not for his talent, but because that, that album that he put out was horrible, in my opinion, trash. Anyway, the most recent one. Okay, but um, he, there's controversy with him because he's a man in his 40s, and yes. when he was 38, 39, uh -huh. I believe the mm -hmm. article said he married a 19 year old. So no one covered it at the time. Like so, now it's news. So they did cover it at the time. Okay, people did talk about it at the time, okay. and now it's coming back out. And then we're wondering and why. recently talked yeah. about. <laughs> and I, from what I saw. When he was releasing his album, he went on the whole talk show tour and things like that. And when was that? This was last year, early, okay, early okay. last year. So he went on a little tour, doing a little social media run, trying to get, you know, promote his mm -hmm. new album. And then they had a child together at the time. So now he's talking about his, his family, family, his, his, yeah. and and so that's how it came about. Okay. But people are kind of uh, not really up in arms about it, but just you know. I guess questioning yeah. the the morals and ethics behind someone that is in their late thirties marrying a nineteen year old, old that he met when she was seventeen. Now right. the statement that he released was when they were seventeen or when she was seventeen and he was in his late thirties, they did not course, do anything right. sexual. Uh -huh. This is what uh -huh. you have well, to you, say. Don't you have yeah, right. don't you have to say that? Right. But but once she matured and, and came of age they started this relationship they became serious they got married and now they have a child together i want to say now she's in her early 20s 21 22 and he's 41 <laughs> still or something, sounds crazy like that. yeah yeah who knows yeah but um yeah i mean he's he 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 had a pretty good defense to everything and it was you know age doesn't matter yada 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 when when i see something like this i need to bump that when, when i see something like this it almost makes me think of someone and I, I i don't know him so you know i'm just not really speaking about him but just just in general but someone doing something that they can do what they want to do. Like if your agenda is to be a pedophile or a, a sex offender or whatever mm -hmm. it may be here, here in the U.S., but get away with it. Yeah. Like almost like paying someone minimum wage. Right. You know, it's you're you're basically saying, hey, I'm going to pay you whatever I have to do to legally get away with it. And so you're not considered a slave. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm but just going to pay you. Even though you know that you should be right. doing better as an employer. Right. 
because being being paid minimum wage is pretty much saying you're you're next to valueless. Like I'm I'm doing this because I, I have, have to. to. Yeah. I would go less. <laughs> exactly. More than likely yeah. I would go less if yeah. I could. I just I just can't. can't. So I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. just do yeah. the bare minimum. So now it's same thing here. It's like, okay, technically you have to be an adult. So Yeah, but really it, what is the difference between seventeen and eighteen when we're talking about that human being? Like what happens? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing happens. Even seventeen to nineteen. Like barely seventeen to twenty one. Right. <laughs> like so you know if you mean? met her when she was seventeen and you were feeling her. Let's Clearly. say you met her and you were feeling her when she yes. was seventeen. Yeah. And you waited until she turned eighteen. Yes, you're acting within the, the legal parameter of doing things by the book, mm -hmm. right? But she's still that seventeen year old girl yeah, that you exactly. met. Yes. And now I don't know her, you know, she might be very mature for her age and it's quite it's quite possible that a 17-year-old girl could be uh, as mature as... A 40-year-old man? Not a 40-year-old, unless unless he has some arrested development, which which it, that, that could be the case. Well, I think because that's what child. we were saying. Like To me, that's what it sounded like. Because I go to, what do you have in common? With that. Yeah, in mm -hmm. your late 30s, and the life that he has been able to live and experiences he's been able to have with a 17-year-old, or let's call it 18 even still right like what do you have in common so my thought was he's probably immature yeah right exactly he's been he's been yeah, telling us like this whole time right right and right. then i asked you i was like well has he been married before and the fact that it seems like he was maybe never really in a serious situation uh -huh. let alone with a woman his own age maybe they're on the same page well clearly right they are so so for purposes of this this uh, discussion, let's take him out of it mm -hmm. and let's just paint a picture of a man in his 40s with or soon to be 40s with a 19 year old woman that mm -hmm. he met when she was underage. Right. Right. We can agree. You and I can agree that. The, yes, he didn't do anything illegal, it, it appears. But just the the morals and ethics behind it, it just seems really flimsy. It seems like yeah. you're again, you're doing the bare minimum to make sure that you stay within the the legal parameters outside of, of jail. Yeah. All right. Outside of jail. But yes, you will look at someone and you will go, hey, look, you all are really, really far apart in age. Besides besides the whole what we know of as, you know, uh, the man in his later years getting with a younger woman because it you know he likes younger women and uh or she's a trophy or whatever it may be mm -hmm. outside of that like can you really say that you all have a lot in common <laughs> right like i i have a hard time finding things that i have in common with people that are 10 years younger than me that i work with like yeah. I, have, I have co-workers that are you know 26 28 yeah, it's a completely different time i have a life. hard time yeah. relating to them yeah. some of the things that i say i find out that i'm i'm, I'm old because <laughs> i would make references and i would say things and they have no clue what i'm talking about right and that's 10 years and that's 10 years yeah he could damn near be her dad in all actuality yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that's gross right i would have almost respected more if someone just came out was like Look, I like the young of this. I like to look at this young shit. I don't want to deal with a woman my age. I just like to look at this young shit. Because I would assume it's legal. Leave me alone. Yeah, right. She has to be more easily manipulated. Let's call it what it is. Well, like as as smart and mature as she could be, based on life experience. 
right? Come because on. if you and and I don't know him. I don't know him. I'm I'm just speaking in general. Or less maybe not manipulated, influenced. You know, because of her age. Like watch this. When I was in the service, I knew a guy. He he was um, he was one of those guys that just lied about everything. And when you're an adult with him, you know he's bullshitting. Mm -hmm. and he'll just have stories, and he's always he was, he was like those one up kind of guys and fast talker and pretty charismatic. You yeah. know, everyone liked him, but he's he was just a liar. You know, he was, right. he was one of those people, and he had a hard time with women his our age, age yeah. and you know his age because they could see right through his bullshit. Yeah. They could see through his bullshit, exactly. see through his game. And he would go after 18, 19, 20 year olds. He would go and hang out at younger bars and take them home because A, he had a little bit of money on him, which helped him out being a, a, a man later on in life. If you're a younger woman, you're, there's gonna be appeal mm -hmm. in being with an older man because he's more established and yada, yada, yada. Right. And we were in a service, so yeah, you know, he had a lot this. of factors. And he yeah. had good stories, mm -hmm. even though they were bullshit. But <laughs> yeah. she didn't know. <laughs> of course. It's, so his draw to them, and, and even in that, I, I remember I didn't feel okay with that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, hey, he's not doing anything illegal, so it, it is what it is. But I also understood that he was doing that because they were the only ones that were impressed by the bullshit. Yeah. By his, mm -hmm. You and know. wasn't this wasn't his wife Marcus Houston's wife a mm -hmm. fan or something? Isn't that how it all yeah. came to be? Which is also gross. Yeah, he he did say. I think I think when they met, they were working. She was working on a project that he was doing. a high school project, so, probably because she was seventeen. <laughs> right, or or maybe maybe she had like a job at like um like a studio, uh, or whatever. Weird. But I I want to say he approached or she approached him. And he may mention that they were talking about music and she mentioned that she liked his music. Yeah, probably because her parents listened to it. Had to have been. What the fuck? Had Why else been. would you be listening to Marcus Houston at in right? So, it, so if this was, what well, if she was, let's say she's in her early 20s and she was 17, so maybe five years ago. So mm -hmm. who's listening to Marcus Houston's music in 2018, 2017, no 2018? Unless, unless that's like a legacy act for you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like, like for us, it would make sense because that's what we grew up on. But that's what I'm saying. So if I listen to, you know, first time or if I listen to his uh, uh, naked, his mm -hmm. album, which I actually like that album. If I go back and I listen to it, mm. it's because I remember when that album first came out. Yeah. Like I, I have the the CD. Like <laughs> I can envision it now. I want to say it was like a brown cover and he's damn near he's naked on it. I remember that cover. I don't remember the album though. It's a good album. I I enjoyed it. I I, th I thought he did a, he did a pretty good job as he was getting into his solo mm -hmm. career earlier on. But um, yeah. I yes, more than likely her parents were listening to it. <laughs> so that's like Fuck. you would think, but you would think naturally as a yeah. forty year old man or a man going into your forties, you would more so want to take her under your wing and. He did. Well, yeah, he did. He did more than that. <laughs> put a whole baby in her real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Red shirted her, put her, yeah. you know, wait, wait, allegedly waited until she was legal beagle and he mm -hmm. bow. It's weird. It is. It is. And it it's even weirder when you just don't like just come out right and say it. 
Like, just say it. Like, yeah, I like it. I, li- I like this look. Because clearly yeah. you do. I like young, unsullied, impressionable, yeah. agreeable. I can kind yeah. of mold her into what I want, exactly. to, want her to That's be. That's what I'm looking for. I like this little project. I like this shit. And I, I'm not, yeah. not going to... I'm not going to leave her. I'm going to yeah. take good care of her and yada, yada, yada. But right. I don't want to deal with older women because they come with baggage. They come with problems. Right. They've probably been ran through. Yeah. This, but this, this young. She worships me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To say it. Right. And then, you know what? I get it. <laughs> right. I get it. <laughs> I, I can 100% see how dope it would be to be in a world where you're <laughs> with someone with no baggage. Yeah. They just started life. Life just no started. No life experience. So this is a, yeah. I know I know she's I know she's a woman at 18. But, but like no, like this is a, we're this, talking about baby. yeah, exactly. A, yes. Like this is a baby yes. to life. Yes. Right? And you get to teach her how to fuck the way you want her to fuck. Right. And and you know, she's doing things for the first time with you, right. more than likely. And mm-hmm. and yeah. She hasn't been married, no kids, no nothing, right. no no dude that did her wrong and now she doesn't trust you. You, know, for <laughs> right. some, you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. clean slate. Good to go. <laughs> now, now, for a guy like me, that also seems pretty annoying. Well, because you're just in the teacher role all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's it there's I'm no sh- I'm bouncing sure that- back shit, I would think, or very little. Now, now the only pushback that I would give to that is I've been in a, I guess you could say, teaching role to someone that already had bad habits and you're trying to correct bad habits. Mm -hmm. That could get frustrating because now you're trying to, I guess, not only teach a a old dog new tricks, but to forget your old tricks. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never been in a teaching role where this person is like an open book and ready to learn and, and takes it all in. You see what I'm saying? Like I would imagine that that would be a little bit less frustrating because whatever you put is stamped in there. It's not writing over something else that's bad. I don't know. Based on what we're going to talk about, who knows? Because everybody comes into things with their own regardless. Perfect. Right? Perfect. Perfect. But before we get into that, I do want to say that uh, uh, it, it it seems like more and more and more that we're, we're just seeing it. We live in I'm I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say that because I don't I don't want. Never mind. We'll we'll table that. No. No, because I I don't want what I was saying about him to be confused with what I'm gonna say about this next topic. Okay. It was the the Dalai Lama thing. Okay. So I don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because yes. I don't I don't want. It's not I don't, one in the I same. I don't see those one in the same at all. Yeah. But uh yeah never mind. I'll, I'll save <laughs> yeah, my it's a little for different. another day. So let's get into that. Okay. So this rule number two focused heavy on karma, karma. but not karma as. Not the karma the way people think of it. Mm-hmm. Like karma's a bitch and, you know, you do wrong, wrong will come to you. Or, you know what I mean? This mm-hmm. idea that for the most part, most people have in their mind about karma. Right. Like he just, it's very simple. Karma is just. The rule of cause and effect, like the actions you take, the choices you make, they have a result. It could be good, could be bad, but it doesn't mean like karma's out to get you. Right. So that's, you know, I like how he explains that because it's true. 
So do you want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Okay. So then he ties it into the karma. He goes a little bit deeper. Like the choices that we make come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And typically it's from your upbringing, your programming, the impressions that the adults in your life had on you as a child. And he calls them samskaras, I think. It's a Sanskrit name. And so when you go into a relationship or into life making choices that are going to have an effect, they're based on, boy, what do I want to say? Like, your decisions are based on what you were taught as a child. Right. And then that obviously ties into your decision making when you go and get into a relationship or find a partner too. So what do I want to add to that? I'm getting, I have too much going on in my mind. Okay, yeah. So basically, if the impressions that were left on you uh, make you make decisions that you don't like the result of, you don't like the karma that comes with it, at that point, you have a choice to say, okay, maybe I can try something different to get a different outcome. Or if you do like the outcome, then that was a good impression that works for you. And so you don't have to change it. So, and he called that the karmic cycle. And I, I can't, I, I don't even know what I want to say. <laughs> You're I don't, I just, I'm, I can't even think right now. Is that time of day? Yeah. All right. So basically, basically it, it seems that you're, you're almost developing who you are as a person early, early on. And it's basically your perception of the world and you reflect it back to the world. Yeah. Through no choice of your own. Through no choice of your own. Right. Right. These are things that you're, you're doing just because it's uh, the natural way of doing things, which ma- which 100% makes sense. Right. Right. So who loved you, who didn't love you, who right. uh, your environment that you grew up in, everything shapes and molds who you are. And the choices Even you in make. your adult life. Yeah. And then the choices that you make. Right. So it's almost like the whole thing where, you know, we would say it, but not quite understand it. You know, this person was set up for failure kind mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and there are predictors and markers out there that people already know based on where you where you're from and things like that you're more likely to do xyz you're right. more likely to have relationships with these people mm-hmm. even it's some I, I read somewhere that even uh lenders you know creditors like they already know what how, what you're going to do with your credit and the money that you're given based on Really? Based on what? Based on just where you're from, demographics and things okay, like that. Okay, so okay. you might get approved for certain things just based on... Uh, I could see that. Some an- analytics from you that, yeah. that they're gathering. That could potentially change, obviously. Right. Depending on how you act. Right. Um, but but the, the karma thing was really broken down in a very very deep and interesting way yeah um one of the the, or a few of the things that i thought was important and this is something that he addressed early on in his rule was the gifts versus the gaps from parents love Mm -hmm. so one of the things that he was talking about was early on you're one of the first people that show you love and show you how love works in a perfect world would be your parents Right. And then your siblings and things like that. But 
your parents have the power to either fuck you up or point you in the right direction <laughs> yeah. based on the gifts that they give you and, and gifts not meaning like actual gifts that they give you but just how they the positive impressions they the make. positive impressions mm -hmm. right that the how they handle certain situations with you are they are they or with each other feeling? are they right are yeah. they loving to to you are they loving to each other right are they giving you time and attention mm -hmm. are you having to beg for that attention right. are they patient with you right or is it yeah. provided to you versus the gaps which will be a void of some of those things or all of those things mm -hmm. which can then teach you or, or give you an early impression on this is what mm -hmm. uh affection this is what um uh, interpersonal communication looks like this is what love looks like mm -hmm. and that could easily have a huge impact on both sides negative and positive how that affects you as a person moving forward not only in your love life but just you in general in general even yeah. with how you see yourself mm -hmm. how you you view the world should be or shouldn't be or right all those things um and also i want to add like from personal experience so for example with my parents i didn't have when it came to um conflict resolution mm -hmm. i didn't get an example of that at all like my parents i never saw my parents argue mm -hmm. or have disagreements and i remember both of them at different points in my life have said to me how proud of that they are and i i look both of them like no like i wish i would have seen you resolve conflict mm -hmm. or have disagreements i'm not saying it has to get like ugly but like i didn't know how to do that in a relationship and it was really bad in my marriage in the beginning like it, it it got physical at a point like i get really angry because i didn't i never saw how adults resolve things mm -hmm. so it wasn't good they didn't show me anything so then it leaves me to figure it out for myself and so that's hard too sometimes it's not like a good impression or a bad impression it was like none at all mm -hmm. <laughs> so then what do you do you have to figure it out so i had a very a very similar situation where my parents never argued in front of us so we never knew if there was tension between the two of them we never heard them scream or yell at one another or i guess like i that. meant more disagreements than arguing so so we didn't see any of that everything was done behind the scenes with my parents as well mm -hmm. because that, that's just that generation i think where yeah. pe people weren't as um i guess you could say uh uh people were just more private then especially adults yeah you know they were more they, just this whole idea of transparency wasn't a thing then right especially in front of your children especially in yeah. front of children mm -hmm. right right however i I did something different with that. So you were saying that because you didn't see conflict resolution or, or how that took place, like how your parents handled with having to disagree with, with one another, it then took you down a path of being angry and potentially abusive. And maybe, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, possibly because of my personality and then possibly because of the personality clash that I had with that individual. So mm -hmm. it was just a bad combination, probably. M meanwhile, my way of doing things was i just got quiet and i separated mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah because i didn't i didn't see any of that it, but it, it but because i didn't see any conflict resolution i guess with my personality it didn't make me want to get violent or yell or anything like that mm -hmm. but i would just distance myself yeah so i mean not to say that that was any better 
only because, yeah, was there no violence? Sure. There, there wasn't any yelling. Sure. But nothing was talked about because I just went to my corner and I just wanted to isolate. I wanted to be alone. I would even do a little bit of stonewalling. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So it's interesting that we both kind of saw <laughs> yeah. a similar thing, but yeah, it was but just we handled went completely, completely different, different directions. Yeah. Both ways are inappropriate yeah. because we know what it should look like. It should look mm -hmm. like you talk it out. You don't over, you know, talk over one another. You actually listen to the person, not right. with the intent to respond, but to actually listen and understand. Right. Maybe you take breaks in between mm -hmm. that and then you come back at it and you, right. you, you talk about it again after things have cooled off and you had a chance to digest or even write things down and yada, yada, right. yada. So these are all tips out there for people that <laughs> yeah. don't know how to handle conflict or disagreements or whatever you want to call it. But, um, Yes, even though we both did it the wrong way, mm -hmm. it's interesting that we, we did it completely two separate ways. Right. And and I want to say even even in our relationship, that was still present. And still to this day, because sometimes we slip into our old ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've never hit me over the head. <laughs> I mean, you've thrown things. <laughs> I've never. Yeah, your, your phone. Your phone is valuable. I didn't at, at you. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um <laughs> But yes, you, you <laughs> certainly handle things on more fire, like you're. But, and I, but I have calmed down like a million. I, I believe it. But no, I'm even saying between us, I feel like in general, like I'm talking about you and uh, oh, I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, even from on, early on yeah. to now. Yeah, like, I would never forget that phone call. <laughs> yeah. Where you laid into me, I was like, "Where the fuck is this coming from? Like, yeah. I don't even know what's happening." But, but, all, all, all jokes aside, like. Like there's still times where you're you're ready to attack. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm ready to separate. Mm -hmm. But it it doesn't help anything. No. But more so recently, we've kind of broken out of that, and we've, you know, it's not perfect. But no. but there's an it's, effort being yeah. made to do something different, which helps. Mm -hmm. And and even like for instance, when an effort's being made, and the other person shits on that effort we even call each other out like hey i just tried to do something different here and you you shit on it and it didn't make me feel good at all right so either you become a little bit more receptive to this or i just revert back to the old me because i'm more comfortable <laughs> doing it that way right kind yeah. of thing so yeah. yes i i where i was getting at was you know even though you know how to do it the right way mm -hmm. sometimes oh yeah of course it's so much easier in the heat of the moment all that shit could go out the window. All day. Yeah. It's, it's easy. It's just reality. It's how it works. The more you now, the more you practice, I would assume the easier it gets. Right? Yeah. And if the objective <laughs> is to, you know, have a healthy relationship, then at some point you're going to have to adjust your behavior. But mm -hmm. it's definitely not easy if that's not where you started, if you didn't have that model to you. Right. And you don't really know how to do it. And what you were saying before is that these are things that are imprinted in you. Yeah. So this is who you, you are, are and how you you operate with for the world. For good or for bad. Yeah. Right. And even though you know better, like I, I know better, but sometimes you just get caught up in it in the game. And sometimes you mm -hmm. just don't give a fuck. And even if you know better and you're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, at, at, in this moment, I'm more comfortable doing it this way. Or, or some things you just stand firm on because adjusting those things do more damage to you than it does benefit you. 
because I think I think that's something that it wasn't really talked about in the book, but it's something that, you know, as I discover more and more about me, there are certain things about me that I don't want to change about me, even if I know it might be to my detriment or it might put me in a position where um, uh, it can hurt my money or whatever it may be. You know, it, there's certain qualities about me that I stand firm on and I, I don't want to back down from. You, you see what I'm saying? But they're not like. They're not like bad necessarily. They're not bad necessarily, okay, okay. but it, but it might not be the, the best thing when dealing with other people to okay. some people, not all people. Okay. Like, for instance, prime example, you know, whenever I talk to you about how I. I stand firm on my morals about getting phone calls after business hours about business. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Where there are people out there that would 100% call me an asshole or difficult to work with because I stand firm on <laughs> yeah. after business hours. I and don't want to talk about know. business. And I let you know. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's not like. You don't just let it go. It's like, not like I let it yeah. go and I let it roll. <laughs> yeah. I stand my ground and I say, hey. Moving forward, Just and I try, like I, try, I try to be respectful, <laughs> yeah. but I will let them know, hey, moving forward, I do not want to receive any text messages or phone calls after this time frame. I find it highly inappropriate, <laughs> and I think that you do not respect my time yeah. by text messaging me at 8, 9 o'clock at night when this could have easily waited until, until the morning. tomorrow morning. Because I can't address it now anyway. Yeah. So what difference does it make? Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't really go that deep in the detail but i but i i have let people know that i i feel like that you don't respect my time in my space but 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 i say all that to say you know some people will look at that as being an asshole i could have easily have just said nothing and i could have just let it roll off and i could have addressed it in the morning yeah but if but, it, it's a boundary for you but 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 where i was getting at is that by me saying nothing would make me feel shitty i see yeah. Like because I want to say something because I think that this person needs to understand respect and boundaries, not just for me, but maybe for someone else that's too pussy to to say how. But they you feel. don't care about them. But, the, but the, it, you but care I, about you. I care about me, but I kind of do care about. Yeah, that. but it's just like you're not doing it for the world. You're doing well, it for I, you I, now. Yeah, if if well, it helps the world, great. But maybe okay. Yeah. But but it would have hurt me more to say nothing. I see. So. I still, so I went along and said something, even if that meant tarnishing my business relationship with said individual, yeah. I was willing to lose it. I was willing to lose all of it on the grounds of this is what I hold important to me. Yeah, and I want fair. you to know. Now, it, you know, they, they apologize. Well, one person <laughs> it actually kind of went bad, <laughs> but that's okay. And now I no longer have to ever speak to that person yeah. and, and i'm also okay with that too yeah i'm okay and that's with... also on that person because you are you are respectful now some people just can't handle things like that period as nice as you say them but that's their their it personal problem 100 yeah. said the nicest way possible to yeah. this person but letting them know how what they did made me yeah. feel and how it's we're not gonna do that but going they forward. took yeah all the, the all offense, offense to it yeah and wanted or and did in a, a business relationship with me, but I was completely okay with that. Yeah. 
because I, I didn't respond out of impulse. This is well thought out. Mm-hmm, and this is mm-hmm. me knowing what could happen. Mm-hmm. But it, it ended a relationship with this person. Yeah. And I was okay with it because they weren't respectful of me. Right. And so because of it, I don't, I don't need your money and I, I don't need to do business with you. And I was okay with it. And then other people were receptive to it. And they then altered what they would do. And so, for instance... And I, I know I'm, I'm just kind of going on a tear, but this all has to do with just the whole conflict resolution thing and, and kind of find a middle ground. So that person then told me they, they forget things and they don't want to forget. So the, the alternative would be, well, go ahead and send me an email. Mm-hmm. And that way I don't feel like my privacy is being invaded yeah, by so, a text so you message or a phone out. call. Found a solution. And now you that worked for everybody. I, yeah. I can adjust it. Because an email to me is way less personal and less invasive than a text and message. And you have a call. choice, I think, depending on how your phone is set up, whether or not that you even see the email until you want to yeah. see it. You know what I mean? You know, who, who's who's checking emails? <laughs> I check emails all the time. Uh, well I kind of have to. I do And they don't bother me. So I, I do, yeah. but it's like kinda like an old school thing. Yeah. But anyway, I I know I know we kind of just went off topic and we went to <laughs> yeah. this whole personal thing about this. <laughs> but the reason being was I was just wanted to point out uh, uh, an instance where I acknowledge of uh, could what could be a character flaw of mine and standing firm on it, even though I have the understanding of how to deal with people and you know it i guess be a people pleaser or whatever you want to call it i see what you're saying but i don't think there's anything wrong with what you're doing and how okay. you approach it fair enough yeah all right we'll leave it at that yeah. <laughs> all right so one of the next things that was talked about in this uh rule that i thought was interesting was the whole validation thing especially living in the in the climate that we live today where people just seek validation everywhere and then, you know, we've always said that, you know, this person is just begging for attention and yada, yada, yada. And then we make jokes like maybe they weren't hugged or loved enough as a child. Well, this book kind of does talk about how whenever people are out there seeking validation, one of the first places that they do require validation from are your parents. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you don't get that, then you try to get it from the rest of the world. Yeah. And when you don't get it from the rest of the world or even when you do get it from the rest of the world, you still don't feel satiated because you're not getting it from the thing that you're actually desiring it from. Right. Which would be your parents, Mm -hmm. which I I hear it all the time about um, entertainers. Where they're speaking on the podcast and they're talking about I wanted to be on TV because my father always watched TV. So in order to get my <laughs> yeah. father to pay attention to me, I knew I had to be in the box in order mm-hmm. for uh, them to respect me and listen yeah. to me and, and, and uh, be proud of me or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. So uh, I, I just thought that that really hit home to where we are today because, you know, we, we're a society that's driven by likes and comments and feedback and all that is validation now some people don't need it a lot of people don't need it and probably because they're getting filled in the real world so having to seek it in this pseudo world that you know it's just basically 
generated by whatever the the popular thing is. Right. right? Trying to get it there is never going to fulfill you. And the book was saying until you figure out how to get validation from yourself. Mm -hmm. And then once you're able to uh, find the validation from yourself at that point is when you're going to feel the most validated and the most fulfilled. Right. And you might find yourself in positions where you might not get off of social media because of just whatever it brings you. But at least you're no longer seeking something from there that is never filled because you're not filling the right cup. You're filling what you right. think is the right thing. But in all actuality, it's just like a hamster in a wheel. Mm -hmm. you know right I'm trying to figure out what's going on and I'm trying to think like I'm not a person that needs validation from the world mm -hmm. like at all but I have found myself like and we've had these conversations where I feel like I need validation from you and I don't know like where that's come from mm -hmm. but as I sit with it or I have before and what you just said like figuring out like I need to validate me then it really ends up turning into like you do validate me you just don't do it in a way that I guess I'm expecting it or wanting it. But if I mm -hmm. really do think about it, like I do get that from you. So sometimes it's that too. It's like you might want it a certain way, but it like, for example, like I would like it in words, but you do it in actions. So like I have to look at that sometimes too. Like even though I want it a certain type of way, you're giving it to me anyways. Because I'm a cryptic fuck pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a man of action. As much as you speak, uh -huh. you you show me more than you say things sometimes. All right. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, uh, but a lot of that has to do with, I, I feel awkward saying things. But but you you do so much talking. So it's I, like, it yeah. sounds crazy for you to say that. You know what it is? As I spend more time talking to my father as an adult, I understand where I get that from. Like just feeling awkward being you know, uh, uh, like lovey or not, not lovey, but just, I, I can't, I can't think of what, what word I'm looking for, but for example, to get my father to say, I love you to me takes a lot. Like, I know he loves me. Yeah. I know my father loves the shit out of me. Yeah. He loves the shit out of all his children, all his grandchildren, everything. Mm -hmm. But my father isn't a, like, uh, like a loving, like a, like I love you, you know, kind of. I think it's just a man his well, age too. Like, but he's always been like that. Yeah, he's but always. I been think like that's that. the times also. But what he does is instead of saying he loves you, he'll tap. He'll you. give you love taps. He'll give you a love yeah. tap. And he'll, and say, he'll say, he'll say like, that's a love, love tap. tap. Mm -hmm. But that's his way of saying I love you. Right. And so I always know that if he he right, or he me, cares about you, or he's looking out for you. Right. Like, he'll he'll yeah. do little things, mm -hmm. and so I know that he loves me, or he'll. He'll pick up the phone and he'll talk about like, hey, did you see that fight? Like, that's his way of saying, you know, hey, I miss you. And I just wanted to talk to you. Right. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as I see how awkward he is with things like that, then it makes me understand why I'm so awkward is because I didn't grow up seeing a man be affectionate like that. Uh -huh. You know, now now, you know what? I'm a very affectionate with you when it comes to intimacy and things yeah, like that. So are. it's not like I'm, I'm that kind yeah, of you're weird. Not cold. But as far like as that, you know, yeah. like, uh, like for instance, what you don't understand is instead of me saying like, 
damn girl, you going out and you're, like, you're really good today. I'll be like, where you going looking like that? Right. Kind of thing. Like that's my way of saying because it's weird for me to to go yeah. like, oh my God, you're so stunning today. Like that to me just is so like even though that's how I feel, I, that's just not I'm not built no, that way. Plus, plus I'm very tongue in cheek. Right. Too many things. I know. <laughs> so you would say. Yeah. So for me, for me to to do something like that is in and and I see that in him. Mm-hmm. You know, but. It takes me to watch him more to understand me. Kind I get of it. So, yeah. There's that. There's that. <laughs> oh, Mitchell. So, so, so kind of since we're on the, the topic of uh, parents and, and I guess kind of like childhood, one exercise that this book did talk about was during a time of meditation and reflection and yada, yada, yada. He challenged the reader to think about three of the best things that happened to you during your childhood, three of the worst things that happened to you during your childhood, and three challenging things that happened to you during your childhood, and how your parents or your guardians reacted to those things. You know, were they there to support you, especially through the challenging thing? Were they there to support you? Did they not support you and they had you figured out on your own? Mm-hmm. And that they, this exercise was designed to kind of uh, help you get a better understanding of what, you know, your childhood looked like and, and how this can impact your your parenting style or your your relationship with your partner and how you all help each other through things. So I don't know if you were able to think of those things. I don't want to do three. I'd rather That's just do one much. and get it in and out and then we can kind of briefly talk about it. But um, I'll go first okay. since I'm, I'm already rambling. So one of the best things that I could think of from my childhood had to do with it was a birthday and uh, my, my parents had me go on the scavenger hunt. And I want to say I had to find like 10 different clues and I had to go <laughs> all around the house. sounds very familiar. You see what I'm saying? So, I, so, so you're, you're gonna, it's going to make sense to you, right? <laughs> And uh, at the end of it, it was Mortal Kombat 3. Now, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I was always a Mortal Kombat fan since I was a kid. And uh, I remember getting this game and being just so happy. Mm. Like, it was the, the best thing that's ever happened. And, and, mm-hmm. and I remember, I, I, I can still remember walking into the arcade and seeing Mortal Kombat 3 for the first time. Yeah. And at first not knowing it was Mortal Kombat because I couldn't read that well, but but just the characters looked completely different. Mm-hmm. And so seeing them from Mortal Kombat 2 to Mortal Kombat 3 and then like playing it for the first time in arcade and then now here I am fast forwarding and I'm getting it on Sega was, it was the shit. <laughs> and so uh, just that moment and, and how impactful it was and how fun it was just Walking around the house and getting clues <laughs> and, you know, finding little gifts in between. And then now you get to you, you get to get your ultimate gift. Then doing that same thing for you mm-hmm. brings joy to me only yeah. because I, I remember how much fun and how much joy it brought. Yeah, it was me. fun. Right. Yeah. So um, that was like. And the was, fact also that you did that for me, like that meant a lot. Like it was you, it was a thing. You took your time. It was a lot of steps. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, like, literal steps. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because you had like riddles. Thing. Yeah, it all it was all situation. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't do riddles, but it was like go here, go there, do this, do that, and kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If and that's like, like if I think about a childhood experience that was uh-huh. great, like that's the the very first thing that popped up. Yeah, is, I have yeah. one similar. One that I could think of is I remember I don't remember what birthday it was, mm-hmm. but my sister and I have close birthdays, mm-hmm. so we would kind of always celebrate them together, and we got to go to Toys R Us and fill up a cart mm-hmm. with whatever we wanted, and you know how I feel about gifts, mm-hmm. so I was like the yeah, best yeah, fucking birthday ever, and I but you know that birthdays to me are a huge deal, yeah, but they always were a big deal for me, like my birthdays my parents always went all out for me on my birthday so i do the same thing mm-hmm. but to also like go a little bit deeper so my daughter had a birthday yesterday and so i went all out like i usually do and she knows that but one thing that i fucked up with with her and i didn't listen and you know this is just part of being a parent she didn't want anybody at school to know it was her birthday but i just thought that she was being shy about it mm-hmm. like i was like that's how could you not want anybody at school to know your birthday like i would want everybody at school to know it was my mm-hmm. birthday so i emailed her teachers and told them it was her birthday mm-hmm. so like one teacher in particular made it a huge deal so she was mm-hmm. highly upset yikes so i had to apologize and not take it personal, like, damn, you know, a little ungrateful. Like, I'm trying to make your birthday yeah, 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 special, yeah, you know course, what I'm saying? Because, you know, so in the moment, I had to be like, damn, yeah. like, I'm sorry. Like, I would have loved that, but you told me you didn't right. want that. And right. I didn't respect that, thinking that, no, she's just being shy. She, of, course, of course, everybody of would course want. Does, yeah, because right. I, cause I love that. But no. But no, she said that. She loved everything else about the day, but she didn't want, she liked the happy birthday and all that singing and all that shit to mm-hmm. stay at home. And so now I've Fair learned enough. something new about her. There it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a thing. There it is. There it is. So the worst thing that happened to me, now I, I easily thought of three of these, <laughs> which by the way, this is why I decided to only do one. Well, time is a, a factor, but I really couldn't think of three best things. <laughs> Had a harder time thinking of it. But the worst things, I was like, easy, easy. But one of the the very first things that, that I could think of, and it sticks out to me to this day, is the, I, I had to have been maybe, it was early on, maybe like kindergarten or first grade age. And uh, we had a family reunion. And... In the family reunion, there was a, a foot race for the kids. And the winner of the foot race got this big old Ninja Turtle doll. Like, it was a night. And it was like one of the, like back in the day, you know, when when dolls were like hard, mm-hmm. like that hard plastic. Mm-hmm. Like this was, no, so it was kind of, it was yeah. kind of an action figure, but it wasn't. Like it yeah. was like, I know. it was big. It was nice. And it was a Ninja Turtle. And I knew, I knew for a fact I could smoke all these little nigglets. Like I, I had it, 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 no one was beating me. No one was beating me. I, I was, I was gonna win it. And I remember, I remember like at, at the starting line and my, my uncle, you know, was, you know, doing a ready, set, go. And I was gonna smoke his kid and I couldn't <laughs> wait. And I remember looking at my mom and I hear, she's got the little, 
old school camcorder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the big yeah, the joint big with, one, the, yeah. with the with yeah. the. Uh, they're not. They're, they were VHSs, but they were like the little mini. Mm-hmm. You know what? What, what are these called? What are those called? Anyway, you know what I'm talking about, right? about, yeah. And I remember saying, "Go, go, Nathan, go, Nathan, go." And I'm, I'm thinking like, "Yeah," like she's like she's cheering me on, like, "Go, go, uh-huh. go!" But it was go, like, uh, "Go, oh. I missed the ready, no. set, go," <laughs> and I lost the race clearly because I was just behind. And I remember being pissed because that was mine, <laughs> mine, and I and I didn't oh, get it, no. and. Uh, that was just defeat. Oh, it was defeat. Like, and it was defeat because I was feeling myself. Yeah, and, I'm and like, you knew it. Yeah, shit. I'm looking at my mom, and I'm like, yeah, bitch. You know, I got this shit too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, oh no. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh. What say you? Oh God. Worse. See, I went to one, which I don't know if I want to get into, honestly, but I feel like because it it had to do with our parents, I think. Like, I tied more, like, worse moments of shit with my parents. My parents Because I'm how to navigate. (laughs) (laughs) Like, thinking, like, how some of the worst things I can remember that I wish maybe my parents would have handled something. Uh I'm not going to get specific, but, like, in turn, how that has really fucked me up later in life and now how i'm doing things differently with not only my kids but just with other people in general mm. like so i i went a little bit different with like the worst stuff yeah but yeah okay all right fair enough so we're not sharing it <laughs> well okay i'm not gonna give the exact scenario but basically like i never heard the words i'm sorry okay. ever in my life even when it was like a blatant fuck up on mm-hmm. the adults part ever ever sorry just and i i had a hard time saying sorry and apologizing and that's something that oh, i had yeah, to... i know <laughs> no but i'm serious like i think you kind of see where that comes from now oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, so yeah. how when i say it's a battle yeah. like yeah. it will never it's I, pride to a fault oh it, and it will always yeah. be that way yeah um but for me, like, I don't want to be like that. So as hard it's, as it's been, mm-hmm. I've had to learn how to apologize. <laughs> but it does get easier. <laughs> yeah. that's good. I know it sounds crazy, but like, that's, it's, that's a thing for no, me. No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm riding this wave with you. So I, <laughs> I completely understand. Jesus, oh, I understand. <laughs> So what, one of the challenging things that I could think of, and I, I don't, I, I think this could just be challenging for anybody, but this is like the, the number one thing that I can think of when I hear challenging is uh, I was born and baptized Catholic, Same. right? Mm-hmm. And later on, when we started getting deeper and deeper into going to church, we ended up switching to a Baptist church, which was the best thing on the planet because Catholic churches, Catholic mass is boring. So boring. As shit. But the Baptist church is fun, you know, drums and singing and, you know, bitches catching the Holy Ghost and, you know, (laughs) crit walking. You know what I'm saying? Like just having a good old time. And um, I remember, 
I remember being a huge fan of dinosaurs, like every retarded kid was. <laughs> and um, uh, I remember them talking about dinosaurs and, you know, they, they said Adam and Eve was the first creation and yada, yada, yada. And there's nothing before that. And then I remember, yo, what about the dinosaurs? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that nigga T-Rex was here yeah, what, what before happened? us. Yeah. You know, didn't he create him? And then it was this like this thing where I had to choose between loving dinosaurs or like loving Jesus, whatever that meant at the time. You know, I, I don't know what the hell that means. You know, I, I Jurassic Park was my shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, I just I just re remember that being a, a challenge for me because I was at the time. But I did, was, was it a conversation in your house? Like, did you have to choose? I or mean, did you get some sort of explanation? I, I chose Jesus because I <laughs> I felt the pressure of it. You know, all the all the other kids, and that was another thing. Was so by wait, my so baptism, this was an actual like conversation with your parents or with like the church? This was in the church, in the and church. then I went home to my parents, like a and Sunday then, school and then, thing. Exactly, okay, Sunday okay. school thing. And then I was this weird old kind of kid because at in but the Baptist church, people get baptized when they can choose to be baptized, mm -hmm. right? So they're doing it 12, 13 years old. That's when all my peers were doing it. And I'm thinking, oh, I, I was, I'm already saved. I was yeah. saved when I was a baby. And they're like, nah, that, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. Because you, <laughs> yeah, you, you first of all, that, yeah. you did that as a Catholic, which is, yeah. and then, you know, you had to be able to choose it. And this is why. And I, I just remember just all of that being really confusing for me mm -hmm. and challenging and, and, my mother at the time, she wasn't the woman that she is today where she was, you know, now she's a, a holy roller. But um, before, you know, she was kind of, you know, she was in it, but not, not in it like she's in it. Like she's in it, in it, in it. You know what I'm saying? Like she's a Christian, you know, <laughs> a Christian woman. But um, I just remember just having to navigate that and that being a challenge and, and getting support and education from my parents. And they still let things be my choice, even though, you know, with, peers and everything i mean i i didn't make a choice for me i made a choice just because of just doing it and not really understanding because i wasn't like the other the kids i still like the velociraptors but um <laughs> <laughs> so no one was on your team what no one was team on dinosaur yeah nah. <laughs> no. nah not 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 there like these were <laughs> these kids were like it, it, we hopped on the bandwagon late. Yeah, so this is all they knew. Right. And to get me to go to church, you know, my mother had to bribe us with, you know, $2. And we went to the corner store and we loaded our pockets up with candy. candy and we're yeah. eating candy. And, you know, <laughs> damn, I got to stand up. You got to make because you can't get Skittles because that shit falls out of your pocket. So you had to get things that like stayed in the pockets. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I, I, I say all that to say just the support that I got from my parents and just trying to figure it out. I, I thought was was uh, uh, obviously necessary, but you know now that I'm a parent and I get to see other parents and and get to hear experiences from other people, you know, um, I don't think a lot of people would have had that, you know, just being confused. And it's something that is, is trivial is wanting to believe in dinosaurs, right? You know? But um, versus Christ, I mean, it's I guess kind of a big deal, but yeah. I mean, obviously, you can believe in dinosaurs and believe in Christ. However, if you what does your mom say about dinosaurs today? Ah, you know, it wouldn't even wouldn't even do it. <laughs> you wouldn't, wouldn't even go even there. Wouldn't even do it. <laughs> and and my idea on dinosaurs is kind of flimsy now, just because they lied to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I always thought a Velociraptor was like this 
six foot thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it was a big old impressive. claw yeah. on his foot, and it could you know run at high speeds and rawr, rawr, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And talk to was it that barking? was like no 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 like uh, that I would that, that was just a velociraptor noise. It just it just came out that way. But it was supposed to be like that you know that that call that they made. Okay, it All just right. came out like uh, <laughs> you know. Anyway. Um, but then, but then they just flipped it on us and said they were like the size of a turkey oh, and they had so feathers. Sad. And I was like, wait a minute, but you've been telling us this this yeah. whole time. Now is this thing like, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> How am I supposed to believe anything now? <laughs> right. You told me that these were the bones. Right. So what, what was that? So what was it? What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Now you're saying is this thing? <laughs> what? Man, y'all niggas don't know. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Sounds cool. I'm yeah. on the side of them being real. Right. Or have been real, but. Who mm, knows? I don't know. I also don't wear Velcro sneakers. So <laughs> there's that. Wow. <laughs> Oof. What about you? Challenging anything? I could think of a couple different things. I mean, the main one, as you were talking, was like coming to the States and not knowing English. <laughs> and like that was just thrown in school. I don't know, lick of fucking English. And I was like, that was really hard. <laughs> and it sucked. And my parents couldn't really help me because they were kind of on the same boat in yeah, the same boat know. as me. <laughs> so it was like, you kind of just got to get through it and figure it out. <laughs> and like, yeah, it sucked. Did you all learn English together? I don't remember that being a thing. Like, we weren't practicing shit. It was kind of just like, you go to school and you pick up what you pick up. And then my mm-hmm. parents, you know, were out in the world doing it. And my mom... um, because she, she was in college in Puerto Rico and then she just picked it up here. So she kind of just learned also mm-hmm. as she was taking classes. But yeah, so I didn't really get a whole lot of, it was kind of just like you got to so, finish it. <laughs> so your challenge wasn't, you weren't assisted in your challenge. You were just Cause I, thrown in the I, fire. They really couldn't help me. It was kind of like, we're all doing this together, but separate. Separate. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Well, all right. Fair enough. So the last thing that I that I had written here, and this is something that you and I touched on in previous episodes where, you know, we talked about our relationship and how it started and yada, 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 and the different things that we did. Um, but this book really kind of made sense about a decision that I was making that I didn't realize that I was making based on something that actually had value. Okay. I was just trying to do something different than what I had been doing in the past. Okay. But- Jay Shetty touched on it and it had to do with sex and oxytocin and the, the, the release of that. And, and basically sex is like, um, it, it's a hormone that releases in your body that, uh, is known as like the love chemical yeah, it can be blinding, blinding, things yeah. like that. So it, it really helps with thinking that you have bonds with people mm-hmm. ma- like making it feel deeper making you feel more sexually aroused. Um, it's even you, you know, with, with women and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. birth and bonding with, with love. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, so oxytocin if, yeah. can play a big part, but when it comes to sex and relationships, oxytocin can trick you into thinking that you have a deeper connection with someone than you actually do. Mm-hmm. And this really hit with me because I can remember some of the more major relationships that I had early, but obviously before you, um, 
they were solely based off of sex. Sex Mm -hmm. was a a big player in the things that we did with one another. And it set me up for failure because I never really got time to actually know the person that I was with and build bonds that way mm-hmm. versus what Based I was- Based on things that should, you should be building bonds off of. 100%, yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're just fucking having a good time, partying, and when the dust settles, which is what Jay Shetty was talking about, why did I say his name like that? I said that weird, right? Like I put like a, <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a pause where it shouldn't Not be. Really, but... Anyway, uh, what he was saying is, is that once all that honeymoon phase is over with and all the dust settles and now it's actually time for you to get to know the person if you were fooled by sex and that's what your bond was based on at some point all that shit's gonna come out in the open yeah and then you're gonna be left with looking at your partner going who am i with i don't even (laughs) enjoy this person i don't really like this person i don't don't have a lot in common we don't have much in common yeah because it, every, everything eventually gets old, yeah. right? And so what I wanted to do moving forward in the next relationship that I had after having this kind of come to Jesus moment about some of the things that I was doing wrong, and by doing wrong, I only knew that I was doing it wrong because I kept doing the same thing over and over again. So I wanted to make sure that I was doing something different. So I told myself that the next relationship that I'm in, I'm going to abstain from having sex as long as possible in order to actually build a bond with the person and get to know the person so that I'm not just being fooled by my dick. Like that was yeah. kind of like my way of of kind of just saying it like my dick lies to me. It makes me think that I like so you I'm just gonna try something and I don't like you yeah. really, but I didn't lie to you. I actually did like you and I really wanted to be around you. But it was because my dick and balls were telling me that and not because <laughs> I was actually operating with my head, right? My other head, not the head. So when you and I started first talking, I let you know. And I mean, you were on the same page. You were on the same page anyway. So it wasn't like you were trying to give up the pussy. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Chill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Put that away. But, but, but I did express to you that this was something that I thought was important. And we... I, I, I wish I could remember how that conversation went because it it must have been like we're just on the same page because I at no point was I like, you know what I'm saying? It was just I had no intention of sleeping with you early on. I, th- anyway. I think we, we were talking about mistakes that we made in the past. Maybe. And then it, yeah. it came out and, you know, whatever. But it followed, you know, we followed through and we actually got to know one another before we introduced mm-hmm. sex into that. So uh, the reason why I brought that up in this from this book is because. This was something that I had done, not fully understanding what I was actually doing besides trying something different instead yeah. of. Doing I'm trying the same to remember how is there, I like how he said it. Hold on. Well you could if you wanted to say something else, no, 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 looking it up, no, no, that's no. fine. Uh-uh. Oh, you attract what you use to impress. That reminds me of that too. Okay. So he was saying, if you use sex to impress someone, not that you were using it to impress, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. are setting a standard for physical connection that may be hard for one or both of you to sustain if attraction fades. So, right. Yeah. Because you can only, you, 
you can only show a magic trick but once before it's <laughs> you know before i like you can't pull a rabbit out of hat on me again like right dog i, I know what's happening like right. it's impressive that you could do that and, and make it look that way but right come on right <laughs> yeah right so is there anything else that you wanted to throw out there before we get out of here damn it's eleven thirty. Right? Oh my um not that i can think of okay yeah all right well let's get out of here then okay let's get out of here all right thank you for rocking with us this has been another episode of the feelings first facts the feelings first and facts later <laughs> yeah 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 this has been another episode of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast with Nathan Mitchell and Christina. This is the podcast where we be saying shit, but we ain't saying shit. Thank you for rocking with us. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Buffers.